This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is leadership. In today's episode, I want to share with you a few impactful lessons I've learned on how to completely mess up being a leader. So there's a lot of motivational stuff out there, right? Like episode yesterday was literally based around motivation. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the motivational space. Some could even say in, I guess, some veiled capacity that I have been or am a quote-unquote motivational speaker, which is super crazy to me. But again, motivation to me always has to come from the inside, can't come from the outside. So that's something I'll have to work through in my own time. But with saying that, I don't have a bunch of shit to motivate you on as it pertains to leadership. What I have are a bunch of mistakes that I've made. See, in the car business, when I was finally given a leadership title, sales manager, right? That's a leader role. Maybe you're a sales manager in your own business now. Maybe you have a leadership position yourself. And see, with my fragile and frail ego and misappropriated sense of self-worth that I had established at that moment, I thought that once I was a sales manager, I was slightly above the rules. And when I say that, that meant that if the dealership opened at 9 a.m., it was okay that I showed up at 9.03. Now, you yourself might also be in that same trap. I like it. It opens. I'm there about on time. Pretty close. Like Traffic was bad. I got stopped at the red light. I stopped and got everybody donuts and coffee. How many times have you said one of these BS excuses to justify why you're not somewhere on time? You see, when the store opens, it's not we're opening around about somewhere near if we feel like at 9 o'clock. We're opening at 9, which in theory, if I'm in a leadership position, means I should be there by 840. I should be the one opening the store. I should be the one turning on the lights. I should be the one unlocking things and making sure emails are answered and voicemails are received and distributed. I should have been doing all those things. Know what I justified instead? Well, I'm just not an early riser. So I don't get to work exactly on time, but I'll always be the last one to leave. You think anybody cared that I was the last one to leave? You think anybody remembers that other than me? Hell no. Just like if you were saying something along that same lines, no wonder you remembers. What they remember is the fact of you're never there when they have to be there. When they all watch you pull in and they see your car or they watch you walk through the door and they look down at their watch. Yep, fucking guy's late again. That's what they remember. I bet if you called the people back at the store that I used to work at, the very first store, they would still tell you, I'll brag that I was a good salesperson and that I was always late. It's like it's tarnished. It's tarnished because I wasn't actually qualified or didn't understand the responsibility that it meant to become an actual leader. And of course, I've shared, I am a slow learner. Not from the fact of having low intellect, but from the fact of having some lessons needing to literally be beat into me. So when I moved to Columbus and started another dealership, it was the same thing. 
I just wasn't a morning person. I had to drive from one side of Columbus to the other. It's a big city. I'm used to a small town. I think for the first three months, I made the the bullshit excuse of, yeah, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not familiar with traffic and all the stuff that goes on. Keep in mind, the store also opens at nine. I'm not in rush hour. Nowhere close to rush hour. Not in Columbus. Here I am convincing everybody of the same story. Now, granted, I wasn't in a leadership position, right? I'm just a sales guy. Well, now I understand how I do one thing is how I do everything, and it's a conscious choice. So where else in life was it showing up that I wasn't actually showing up? Well, it was in my relationship where I wasn't actually there and present for my girlfriend at the time. I was too busy out trying to find other girlfriends. Was in the gym? Of course it was. I wasn't actually showing up in the gym on the right way. I would come in after a long day of work and half-assed at the gym and thinking taking anabolic steroids were going to propel me to where I wanted to get to. Not food or rest or any of those necessary components. It was also manifesting itself in a lack of religious belief or belief in a higher power. See, I'm not convinced on what God is or who he isn't or what he could be or couldn't be. What I know is that I believe that there's something greater in the universe than me. Back then at those moments, I most certainly didn't believe that. I was the center of my own universe. Maybe you are the center of your universe right now. If that's you, I would encourage you to continue to listen in. Because eventually I did receive the promotion to a managerial position. And one would think I would have learned at that point, but it actually got even worse. Because here I am 25, 26 as the sales manager something slash something else doesn't really matter of a Mercedes-Benz store. Now I'm around a bunch of men that are 40 plus, 40 years old plus. Many were 50. Many had been at the store for 8 or 10 years, yet I somehow still got the promotion. So what did I do? I befriended the general manager, who at that point was going through his own trials and tribulations. I convinced him to get me more money for a floor plan. I convinced him it was a good idea to allow me to buy Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Bentleys, Rolls Royce, name something, so him and I could drive them as we wanted to. All in all, sounds pretty phenomenal, right? Like you're sitting there thinking, man, that's that's not not a bad deal. Got to drive all these cars, didn't pay for them? Yeah. But I was still... Now the arrogant, I'll just call it asshole, that when the dealership opened at 9, not only was I not showing up at 9.03, I was showing up at 9.20. And not only was I showing up at 9.20, but I was flamboyant with it. You know, I wasn't like cruising into the back of the lot in like a little C-class. I was a guy that was like power sliding into the dealership in a Mercy Lago convertible with a custom exhaust, like ripping the exhaust, like just flooring the car over and over again so everybody had to know I arrived. And it's funny as I say it, right? Like, those are some of my best memories. Like, I love that because I love cars. But it's atrocious in the way that I showed up as a leader. That car didn't make me anything. It actually was a gigantic liability. I think for having a $220,000 carrying cost of inventory, I'm pretty sure we made a a whopping $3,000. You know where else I can remember making a $3,000 commission? You know, profit for the store? On a $6,000 car that we sold for nine. Which one would be better? But for me, it didn't matter, right? My ego played in. All I wanted to do was drive the fancy car. 
I wanted that to mask insecurities. I wanted that to show up downtown in Columbus, although I had a girlfriend, and use it to try to pick up other chicks. I thought it made me more of something. It just certainly didn't. It made me way less. So here I am driving cars that aren't mine, showing up late, really probably flirting with every woman I could that walked through the store like it was it was sad in, in hindsight. Funny at the time, but only to me, not to anybody else. Like they could see right through it. Funny part is I still walk into that store and it's looked at almost the same way. Like I'm still that kid. The kid that was supposed to be a leader that was not even able to lead himself. Because I was leaving the store early. I was showing up late. I thought literally the only thing that mattered is I was crushing every sales record possible. We were making more money per car. We were selling more cars. Everything was great, so screw it. I can do what I want. That's not really a leader. Let me say that another way. That is not leadership at all. Okay, well, it's two times. I'm sure by the third time at the third dealership it went away. Nope. Same thing. Literally, exact same thing. I was the only one with the demo. <laughs> like, it was just, just crazy. So I go to the hosting world, right? I'm a, I'm a sales guy. And sales eventually turns into ownership, turns into CEO, president, whatever you want the role to be. And here I'm driving from Columbus to Akron because the story that I'm running in the background is I don't want to move to Akron, Ohio from Columbus, Ohio. There's some truth in that. What it was more is I actually had at least two girlfriends in Columbus at the time. Could have been as many as three. Admittedly, it could have even been four at some times. And there's no way for me to leave because I'd have to try to figure out how to manage all those relationships. And so not only am I not a leader, but now I'm showing up extremely late because I'm exhausted from trying to juggle four different relationships. And it'll probably turn into five at one point. And so now I'm leaving Columbus late. I'm showing up to the office by 10, 1030. It's laughable because nobody actually believes that I'm qualified to be the leader of this company. And not only am I not acting like it, I'm acting like a spoiled child. Because now I take the previous amount of wealth and success that I have, and now I get a black card, right? I get a Centurion American Express. For those of you that don't know what that is or haven't ever heard of one before, it's literally, it was for a long time the only metal credit card that I know that existed. And you had to spend so much money and, and have so many things, so many boxes checked for American Express, then you'd eventually get invited. Or you can do what I did. And you could know the person that got invited and you can ask to be added to their account. Either way, you still get a card. And so here I am now, like, tossing around this card as a quote-unquote leader. Like, you don't actually have to pay for it. There's just something about you have this metal card in your hand and you, like, take it to McDonald's. And like, oh, wow, this card's so heavy. Yeah, you just have to call your credit card company. They'll send you one and like thinking it was funny. Like I'm not a fucking leader at all. And this just like continues, right? So I start my merchant processing company. I'm not leading. I'm barely getting by. Like I'm convinced that I know everything. And when things don't go my way, I'm raising my voice. And I'm like the amount of lack of leadership that I actually possessed was second to none. 
I'll say until now, until like the last two years, maybe a little bit longer, I would not have known what it means to be a leader. And I believe it's, it's a consistent work in progress. I'm a leader now. Some of you listening, I lead through your life. I try to add some value here and there. I'll reframe that. I do add value to your life. I add value on this podcast. But started with leading myself by making commitments to myself that couldn't be broken by anybody else. And when I could finally lead myself from the pit of despair to a path of possibility and ultimately into production and prosperity, then I realized, okay, I can lead my family to do the same. I can do it without raising my voice. I can do it with being present. I can do it by being a good person. I can do it by telling the fucking truth. I can do some stuff that actually matters. And guess what? When I have all that done, then I can start leading other people that are around me because people will see a change and want to know more on how they can do it and I can share with them from a place of truth, not from manufactured BS. Then when that happens, I can spread out further, right? I can go national. And really now I can go global. Got a couple of you as you're listening that came to me from overseas that I'm actually working with one-on-one right now, which is crazy to me. Eastern Europe, Australia, South Africa, It's nuts. But it's nuts because I finally, for the first time, am actually leading myself and leading my family, and so it makes it easy to lead other people. The fact that I am in consistent pursuit of new knowledge, I'm pointing down to the ground like you guys can see right now, like you can see, I'm pointing at a book. You can't see the book. But I read all the time. I read because I'm a consistent student of the game of life. Like the minute you stop trying to acquire new knowledge is to me the minute that you end up stopping leading. When you become so steadfast in your beliefs that there's no way to have a new possibility considered, I believe you slow down as a leader. I believe when you become so arrogant that you're convinced your way is the only way, you slow down as a leader. I believe when you're the one that takes all the fringe benefits and you don't disseminate them down or around you to other people that actually do the hard work, you're no longer progressing as a leader. So what I can share with you is a bunch of ways to not lead and only a few to actually step up into a leadership role. If you as you're listening are a leader or you have a leadership title, Don't stop learning. Don't stop seeking mentorship. Don't stop progressing your mindset. Don't show up late. Don't leave early. But make time for the stuff that's important, like your family, and be ruthlessly committed to it. People will respect you for it, even though you feel like it's the opposite. What I found is, instead of trying to even tie that to the three quadrants, I guess it's not quadrants if it's three, three areas of your life that I typically try to tie it to. Not to say leadership is one of those things that's a craft that's never mastered. And when you consistently remain a student and you try to benefit yourself and those people around you on a consistent daily basis with ruthless commitment, you're able to every day get 
shit done.